0: Welcome into the Train With The Best podcast. I'm Craig Hoffman, coming to you from a hotel room in Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama, home of the Senior Bowl, the Reese Senior Bowl. There are so many Reese signs around this joint. Just the Reese's colors everywhere. Just like, look, I went to Syracuse, and I think this is a lot of orange. There's also a lot of candy around that I'm trying to avoid because I'm eating good Southern food. And if I'm going to have a... Bad calories, we'll call them. I'm going to make them more worth it than something I can buy in a convenience store a block from my house. That's not, No shot at Reese's. Reese's is great. It's chocolate and peanut butter. It's fantastic. But, like, I'd rather spend it on biscuits. Just saying. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm down here for the Senior Bowl. Obviously, Chris will be back on next week's episode, uh, which will be recorded either D.C., Richmond, somewhere. We'll be back together, though, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, We put our first Instagram content out. uh, A a nice dip of our toe into the pool of video. Uh, We got a lot more stuff coming. Uh, It just takes longer to edit. And we've all been traveling. And so trying to get together has been a little tough. Uh, Chris was down in Tampa, as we talked about on last week's pod. I was in Miami, which brings us to today's pod, uh, which we'll get to in a second. And then uh, I'm down here in Mobile now. Uh, Maya, our video or videographer and video editor, she's been traveling a little bit. Uh, so we just, we've just we been all over the place, and trying to get together has been difficult. So the video content is coming. Uh, it's been shot. Uh, it's just got to be edited, and, and that requires a lot of communication and vision and things. And so uh, just stay tuned to Instagram is the best way, because either the videos are going to show up there, or we will have – uh, an announcement saying, Hey, the YouTube channel is live and X, Y, and Z are there. So you can go check that out. Uh, I'm at Craig underscore Hoffman. Chris is at trainer Gores. So today's pod is going to be a little bit different. It's just going to be me. I know originally we had said we were going to have Elise Caldwell from DBC and we were, and then we had tech issues with the interview. So we don't have that interview. The good news is that we are going to talk to Elise again. I've already talked to her. Um, she's in the loop. We know what's going on. David uh, from DBC, the head of DBC, David Alexander knows what's going on. So uh, we're we're gonna reconvene, hopefully pretty soon. Um, I might even go back down there. I mean, <laughs> just pull my leg, make. Make me go back to Miami. Oh, what a drag. I might go back down uh and re-record in person and, and get some more time in with them down there. And hopefully David will be around this time um as he was actually in Houston talking or not talking to, uh working with Chris Paul uh when I was down in Miami. So what we're gonna do is I'm just gonna recap everything that I learned and experienced in my trip to DBC and my trip to Miami. Um, and I'm going to start with some things that not everybody can do. If I'm just being honest with you, kind of what separates DBC makes them next level, makes them a leader in our industry, but I'm going to close with something that everyone can do. So make sure you stick through the end. This podcast is not going to be very long. It's a podcast. You can see the length. It's probably, I don't know know how long it's going to be as I'm recording it, but it's, my guess it's going to be somewhere between 15 and 20 minutes, uh, but the, the stuff at the end is is just it's icing on the cake because the programming and the attention to detail and the assessment and uh just how they think about the human body at DBC is the cake. Like that's the most important thing. But the icing's pretty special. And so I, I'm gonna leave that to the end. And we start again with s- stuff that maybe not everyone can do, certainly not everyone can do. Uh, But we're going to end with something everyone can do and everyone can get better from. And I was so lucky to experience that down in Miami. Uh, So let's start at the beginning. Let's start with the assessment. So uh, my guy, Connor Barber, did the assessment on me. And it's pretty straightforward. Um, It's extraordinarily detailed, but it's straightforward. They're measuring every single part of the way you move. And so we're talking spine cervical thoracic lumbar you're talking knees you're talking hips you're talking ankles you're talking wrists you're talking oh man everything how your neck moves uh, up and down side to side all these things get measured flexion extension etc cetera, etc cetera. and you're going through all of this uh, in a biomechanical way. They are literally taking out measurement tools, protractors, and other tools that I maybe used sometime in an early geometry math class and don't remember what they're called now, um, and measuring. And they know the ranges these are supposed to be in. They know the optimal range based off of this, that, and the other thing. And this is what separates them. Not everybody knows that. Now, I, I do think it's important to say, like, We all have ways of measuring some of this stuff, right? The assessment is not so different than the things that we all look for as trainers or that I look for when I'm doing an overhead squat assessment. I'm looking for ankle mobility. That's one of the things I'm checking. I'm looking for, you know, hip flexion. Uh, These are the things that I check and, okay, why, based off of this, might this be tight or this not be as mobile? But I don't measure it. And that's what makes them special and the relationship between all of these things. And there are certain measurements that I don't take and made me think about things that I should be testing more from core strength and glute strength and isolating certain muscles or joints to really understand how someone moves on an assessment level before diving in with them and creating their program it is special it was really cool it was eye opening going through it made me better and made me think about things and things that i can do that i will add uh, or or maybe just ensure that i do something you know maybe sometimes i would do this thing but now I'm definitely going to do, you know, a glute medius test, for instance. And I, I point out that one because mine did not come back great. And it's something that has caused me problems. And my knee issue in the past has been because of a weak glute med. And sure enough, uh, I I guess slacked in that department because when you pushed and tested my glute med, I failed. So um, getting that and then seeing it turn into a program was fascinating. and. Uh, the, so Connor does the assessment, gets all these, uh, measurements, and then we move into the next phase, which is the actual program. I've got three different workouts from them, uh, a push, a pull and a, in a leg day. And then I have a corrective program that I'm supposed to be doing every day. Connor, I know you're going to listen to this and I, 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 haven't been doing it because I've been on the road and I have a foam roller and that's part of that. And it just, But I promise I will get on them on the way back because they're going to help me immensely. Um, And as I've been doing hotel gym workouts, I've certainly taken into consideration some of the things that I know I need to be doing and tried to do as much of them as possible with horrifically limited equipment. Spring Hill Suites, Mobile, Alabama. Upgrading our gym game, getting like a cable machine would be super clutch. Super clutch, but whatever this is not a podcast to complain about hotel gyms this is a podcast to talk about one of the best gyms in the world there's a couple programming things specifically that I want to hit on things that I learn and things to think about as you you know try to learn as much as you can from smart people and now you're doing it secondhand through me um in terms of learning from dbc and and conversations i had with elise as we were then so like connor did the assessment and went through my correctives and then elise wound up training me on the weight side uh just the way schedules worked out um could have been connor could have been anybody there they're all awesome and and getting the chance to see them all work uh from connor to elise to jay to uh, felix to javi to everyone else that i saw kat everyone that i saw down there greg Um, was really cool to watch these guys coach. But um, from an actual programming standpoint, there's three things I want to hit on. And we've hit on some of this stuff in the past on this podcast. And I'll start with squat depth. They look at it from what is just to me the correct smart way to look at it. How do the bones and joints that you are working interact. This idea that you need to go, and we've railed against the CrossFit ass grass squat before, but the scientific look at it, when I was talking to Elise about the relationship between the patella, the femur, and the tibia, like, that's... (laughs) That's the correct way to look at it. There are specific things they look for, and you can learn this. Here's my first ad for for DBC. You can learn this in the level one certification, and it's something that I am going to take full on. I I got little snippets here and there as Elise was coaching me uh, through these movements. And like I've squatted thousands and thousands and thousands of times in my life, but. The understanding that she and they, or everyone on their staff, has is just next level because they look at it from a true biomechanical standpoint. There is no degree, so to speak, that you have to get to. Like even ninety degrees, getting parallel is kind of overrated. And, and I, I've, yes, ideally you have the mobility to get there, but you for what purpose? So it looks pretty in a picture? No, from a functional standpoint. There's no reason you have to get to 90 degrees, you know, when you jump, when you change directions, when you when you are in that position, like I'm not going to jump higher because I can get my butt lower in a squat. I don't jump from a super squatted position ever. And so you know, getting that understanding that relationship between patella And knee or in the bones that come together in the knee and that joint, that was really cool. And like, I now have a better understanding of where I should really be aiming. And the result is muscularly, I'm always putting the work where it needs to be letting my hamstrings and glutes really drive. Obviously your quads are going to play a role in a squat as well, but really focusing on that posterior chain, which is where you want your power to come from. Yes. Even in a squat, uh, and then obviously, you know, when we think about posterior chain, we think more deadlift family hinging, uh, bridging, et cetera, but your squat should work those hamstrings and glutes too. Same thing with your lunge and your split squat, uh, as well. And, and that kind of also came into play when we were going over the lunge pattern of the angle of the knee and making sure that, you know, that should never be in in the way they do it, you know, a positive shin angle, which is something that is a little different than the way I've done it in the past where I, I do. And I, I think there is a place for a positive shin angle, um, lunge for squat, not really, but for, for lunge. Um, you know, if you're someone who does a lot of running and you're going uphill and you need to practice when you're, you know, you're putting pressure on your foot and, and up through the the chain in that way. Like there are times when that is appropriate, but the way they really want to do it is ingraining into you that, the hamstring and glute are going to drive in order to do that, the angle of everything, your shin has to be correct. And, um, I know actually, cause I was looking back through some stuff this morning on Instagram, um, Jason Bois at core fit by Jay, one of their trainers had a really good post on this, um, a couple of months ago on what, how, kind of how they look at it and, and how the muscles drive and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, again, that's, Stuff you can learn way more in detail, and I would suggest you do in the level one cert. Um, but if you want a little bit of a sneak peek, go to, to what Jay did, um, and he he demonstrates it really, really well. Um, so that was an interesting thing, knee angles, etc. The split stance, speaking of the lunge, um, was something that, how they really ingrained it, you know, I always taught it a lot more upright, and I, I think I'm going to gradually work my clients into being in a deeper lunge. And it's just, it's smart. It's something that we talk about all the time. This isn't like, yes, it's biomechanics in terms of the angles they try to create and how they cue and coach and all that kind of stuff. But it's simple business in a way. Like you got an hour session, you got to get the most bang for your buck. So why wouldn't you mix movement patterns? If you're going to do a cable pull or a cable press, why not do it in a split stance that is a lunge isometric? you get more bang for your buck. It's smart. And so thinking more intently about how to smartly combine movement patterns, nevertheless, when you think of the seven ways in which we move, push, pull, you know, all the way down to gait, twist, anti-rotation. Now I feel like I have to say them all, but that would involve counting on my fingers. You get it. Uh, squat, hinge, lunge. Uh, you, how do you combine them in smart ways? And, you know, in terms of the most important one, It's probably gait because that's like walking and that's a single leg thing. So why wouldn't you enhance the gait movement pattern and add it to a lot of other stuff? It's just really smart that they took the time to think about these things. And that is, I think, one of the things that just stands out with the way they train and and what I was able to experience is like, oh, you really took the time to think about this and on on a deep intellectual level and not that. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have done a lot of thinking as well, but the the mix of the time spent and the knowledge base that they have is it creates, you know, some really sensical things uh, and some really obviously fantastic results. So the last thing I want to talk about real quick on the things that not everyone could have come up with or not everyone could do uh, before we get to the thing that everyone could do is the spine and I think there's a huge emphasis right now in, like, hey, make sure you get a good flat back. We need to stop saying that. We need to emphasize neutral spine. And we need to emphasize that a neutral spine is a human spine, and a human spine has up to a 30-degree curve. There's a lot of emphasis, too, in how we get there of that posterior... Tilt. Like you want to avoid the anterior tilt, so you wind up tucking the hips and really trying to engage and it's trying to engage your core, it's trying to engage your glutes. I think there's and I think of smart people that I follow on social media and that I think are good trainers and um you know, other people I've learned from that that are good trainers that have really emphasized that. And I think it's it it goes a little too far. Just talking with Elise about the spine, like I think it's really important to make sure that we don't overtuck and that you keep a little bit of that curve and really engage from the core and the transverse abdominis. And I think that's actually hurt my training, my personal training, not my training necessarily with clients, although probably have over cued uh, at times and, and fallen victim to this, if I'm being completely honest, um, where my transverse abdominis is not as strong as it could be because I've probably taken it out of the equation too much. And as I've over the last week worked out and and rethought some form on certain things and the way my body is aligned and I felt things in my core in a different way than I had in the past. And that's ultimately good because it's going to create a stronger body uh, for me as I continue to push forward. So you know, even obviously when you're on the ground doing a dead bug or a glute bridge, like don't think about two or like, you know, even sometimes I I think that we will try to like slide the hand underneath, right? If you think of a a glute bridge or a dead bug, like, oh, is your core engaged? Let me try to slide my hand underneath. Depending on the curve of the person's spine, that might not actually be that great of a test. You got to make sure that on top, if they're face up, that core is engaged not necessarily where the spine is because if the core is engaged the spine's going to probably be put in the right place you're going to find that neutral and just understanding and this is where again if you actually were to train at DBC and go through the assessment and they measure the curve of your spine they're going to be able to coach that at a level that you can't without those measurements the the biometrics of it but you know with an eyeball of understanding your clients and how they move and where their spine is if you can help create that strong neutral spine, which is not the same thing as a flat back, then you're going to help create a, a safer training envir- environment, help them move in a way that is better, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of really good detail in there. Um, I would encourage you to follow basically all of their trainers on Instagram. They do a great job of educating as well on there, giving you little snippets of why they do things the way they do. And then obviously take the cert. Like it's, it's an investment in yourself. It is something that after going down there, I was, I was already leaning towards taking it at some point. Anyway, I just got to make it work with my schedule. But after going down there and experiencing it, and then <laughs> the, the the icing on the cake, the hammer, the final nail in the coffin, was, uh, was Javi talking to me, uh, one of their trainers who's awesome. And he's just like, you have to do it. Like, all this stuff you learned is is good, but, like, it's just a taste. Like, there's so much more, and there's so much more depth. And um, I was like, you're right. You're right. I'm going to come down. So, Javi, I'm coming back to take the cert. I just got to figure out when the, the next one is. The next DBC cert is in Atlanta um, coming up, but it, I think in February, actually. Um, and then they have not announced the the next ones yet. And I say they have not announced. It's not like they've told me secretly and I'm holding on to it. Uh, they they have not decided yet or at all made public when the next one is. Um, hopefully in Miami, uh, as you can get to go down and see the facility as well, enjoy some sunshine, enjoy some good Cuban food. Did all of those things, except for the cert, which means I'm just going to have to go back and do it all again, this time with the cert. All right, quick word from Super Coffee. And then the one thing that, everybody can do, no matter your level of education, intelligence, anything that will make you a better trainer that was on full display at DBC. The Train With The Best podcast is powered by Super Coffee. Now, normally when I travel, I get Super Coffee sent to where I'm going, especially on long trips like the Combine. I will have a case of Super Coffee waiting for me At my hotel. I did that last year too with the Senior Bowl down here in Mobile, and for whatever reason, I didn't do that this year. I think it's because I was traveling, it just wasn't on the top of my mind, which was stupid because now I'm dying. Uh, These are late nights, they're not necessarily early mornings, but I don't really sleep that late, so uh, I'm dying. That's the moral of the story, and I'm dying. Because I don't have my super coffee. Uh, super coffee is great. So is super creamer. They both have protein. They have MCTs from coconut oil. spurs on your brain function. So I'm working without a acceptable level of brain function, which is not great. I'm also very tired. Uh, so hopefully this intro and outro and ad don't suck. Uh, but you know what? Your life doesn't have to suck you can be smarter than me you can go to drinksupercoffee.com. you can use the code train with the best you can get all this great stuff for 25 percent off super coffee super creamer it's all brought to you by key to life incorporated whose slogan is if you can change your energy you can change the world but for this ad we're changing it to buy their stuff so your life doesn't suck We close the pod today with something that everyone can learn from, no matter their level of education. This is something you don't need to take the DBC1 level cert to learn. Really, all you had to do was listen to the podcast with David when he was on a couple of months ago and I'll talk specifically about Elise because that's the trainer that I worked with. Um and at times it was just us in the gym too. Um the time of day that I trained, uh two of the days I there wasn't anybody else there. There's like one other person there. Um and but even then the energy was great because still music's going, all that kind of stuff. But her pace and the way she moved around the gym was really special. Um it was really it mattered. I'll put it that way. It, like the, the way in which she would just be running all over the place, you know, Oh, let's go get this weight. Let's move over here. Let's walk with pace, walk with purpose. It kept the pace of the session in a way that created energy. And it really made me think as I went back and, and got a day of training in a whole whopping day, uh, before I came down here to Alabama. And it's something I'm going to take back with me when I get dive back in, uh, next week. Like I, I, I know I can be better there. I know I can do more moving around. I know I can do more of pushing the pace for my clients and creating that energy. Because I think it's good, but it could be better. And I think that's a lot of times the hardest thing in evaluating yourself at any level of any profession is, yeah, I'm doing good enough. Like, okay, but are you doing the best that you can? And especially in a service type of industry like training – Doing the best you can is what you owe your clients, and so that's an area where, after seeing the way in which she moved, I also point out Jason. Um, I, he was so hands-on in the way that he was coaching. Um, obviously, you know we talk about all the time like you got to you got to know your clients and you got to have a good relationship, and you you need to ask before you go hands-on. But if they are okay with that level of service and that style of service, to be able to be hands-on, hey, do you feel that here or? Hey, push against my hand here with your knee or whatever it is. And just that level of attention to detail was so like, I think, I think it's twofold. One, it's the best way to coach Two, from a business standpoint, it's going to make your clients feel like they need you. Like, I guarantee you that if you talk to Jason's clients, like, could you do that without him? If he just gave you the exercises, they'd be like, no, I need him to guide me. And not that they shouldn't be able to work out without you, but the workout should be better with you there as a trainer. And that's the point. And so Jason did a great job of that. Elise was amazing the way she coached, the way she cued, and, and really the thing that stood out above it all is the energy and um, the pace. And it's something that, that was just stun- not stunning in a like, surprising way, but like, stunning in how much it stood out and it's something that I'm going to take back with me to D.C., That's all I got for you today. Chris will be back on the pod next week. Not sure where we'll be, Richmond, D.C., on the phone, whatever it is. We'll have a good chat. It's gonna be a good time. And again, I'm really sorry that we don't have my chat with Elise. We spent so much time down there, and so hopefully, a lot of the knowledge from both the interview and just the amount of talks that we had uh, in the gym or, or getting lunch or whatever made it into this podcast. Uh, and the knowledge is still there, but it's it would be so different coming from her and so much better. Sorry, coming from her. Um, so we are going to do that soon. I'm bummed that we can't do it now, um, but. You know, technology sometimes beats us. So, what can you do? Uh, so if you want to follow Elise at Elise DBC, follow David at D Training. He's great and is the head of DBC. Donnie Raymond, Jason DeBoise, Cat Connor, uh, Jordan Collins. Like, just search DBC on Instagram and just start hitting follow. It's great. They're on Twitter, on Instagram at DBC fit uh again i'm at craig underscore hoffman chris is at trainer gorez drink super coffee they're great they sponsor us they keep us afloat except for while i've been down here and uh i've i've not been floating as much so don't be like me Have super coffee. Get it at drinksupercoffee.com. Use the code TRAINWITHTHEBEST for 25% off. We will see you next week right back here in this podcast feed. This has been the Train With The Best podcast from Mobile, Alabama, where the people are called Mobilians.